Welcome to Two Rivers, Two Takes, where uh, two guys are watching stuff. One's an expert, or maybe closer to just a knowledgeable fan. And one is not. Alright, so I'm Daryl. I'm Philip, And uh, we are going to be breaking down the most recent episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which is episode three. Yeah. It seems like... It's taken a long time to get here, but we finally have an episode that is not exclusively flashbacks. You could say it's been a long road oh. getting from here there to here. Oh. Flashback to the Star Trek Enterprise theme song. We don't need that. In our lives? No. <laughs> so, the main thing I was really excited about was that we got to see sort of what Boba Fett is dealing with in the current day in this episode. Yeah, we got a lot more detail about the city that they're in, and we learned that there's districts, and what happened between Jabba the Hutt being killed and Boba Fett taking over now. Yeah, I forget what AT8 phrases it as, the sailboat tragedy the sail barge incident it's something like that something more diplomatic than murder yes like some sail barge disaster yeah so uh, that was really cool to figure out sort of how the crime syndicate was operating and the vacuum that ensued when jabba got choked to death by princess leia i mean good for her yeah but also the dude who came after didn't seem that powerful or that yeah, commanding but... because he relied on three families. They basically carved up the city. So there's a worker district, there's the upper level out of the crater, and then there's the more lucrative part that someone else took control of. The city center. Yeah. Which were the Trandoshans. So those are the lizard people. Oh. And someone got the spaceport. Oh, the upper, the upper level had yeah. a spaceport. Yeah. Like, important things that you want to keep your thumb on if you're in charge of a crime syndicate is how people are coming to and fro. Yeah. It shows that Bib Fortuna was really an ineffective crime lord. He was more like a crime syndicate administrator more than anything else. Yeah. He got this coalition together, carved it up, and uh, probably got a little cash to keep it organized. Yeah. We learned that Boba Fett takes walk-ins. No appointment necessary. No, and it's some uh, merchant, some water merchant. Yeah. Who is being bothered by uh, a gang. A gang of youths. Yes, the youths are on a rampage. And just causing all sorts of trouble. Stealing his merchandise and general loitering and menacing, apparently. He has some very strong feelings about the youths of Tatooine. Yeah. The thing about him is that you can tell that he's not telling the entire truth. And yes. he definitely just wants these people gone and is willing to double his tribute to Boba Fett in order for them to be taken care of. Yeah. Which seems like a pretty steep price. But we later learn that it's maybe not so steep. Yeah. I mean, if he is boosting his prices 
to an obscene level, if you can probably afford it, because if you're the water merchant in this desert planet, which we learned had oceans. Uh, yeah. And was covered with water. Um, that he can afford to pay the muscle to get rid of these nuisances. And uh, this runs parallel to the flashback of the episode, which is Boba Fett going to uh, sort of a crime lord and uh, saying, hey, give us money and we'll protect you. And the response being, I already pay someone else to protect me. Yeah, I can only deal with one menace. Like, you two need to work it out between the two of you. Who's menacing me? And I will pay that person. Yeah, and Boba Fett in this flashback was representing all of the Tusken Raiders everywhere? It, it seemed to be, even though there were like, maybe a dozen in the camp that he was at. Yeah, he's really doing the hard sell of, I represent all Tuscans everywhere. And we outnumber this other group. Yes. And you can go anywhere on the planet and you'll be safe. Sort of thing. Yeah. So in the present day, he goes to the youths, that district. Yeah. And they just hang out by a fire, loitering. Yeah, there seem to be a lot of can fires. Yes. In the city. And young Linda Ronstadt, as we call her. Yeah, the the is gang the is composed of like four people. Young Linda Ronstadt is the spokesperson for them. Yes. And Boba Fett goes and offers them a job. And yeah, he's like, like, you need to stop stealing water. And they're like, they need to stop charging a month's worth of wages for a week's worth of water. That's not okay. And he's like, why don't you work? And they're like, there is no work. Mm. So that's how it, the job offer comes to be. We get Boba Fett try, seemingly trying to be a... Mentor? A benevolent overlord to mm. this city. Yeah. I will fix these things for you. I will try to be a good upstanding citizen or something, even though he's a crime lord. Who knows? I'm getting very wishy-washy vibes from him. He doesn't seem like that great of a leader. His leadership qualities, maybe not the best. Because I mean, he, he is bending things back and forth a lot. And... Finnegan? Fennekin? Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand is second-guessing him a lot of, like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? And part of that is hiring these youths. But they accept the offer pretty readily. And good for young Linda Ronstadt for sticking up against Boba Fett and being like, this is a situation. Mm -hmm. So the water merchant emerges and is like, what? What are you doing? Why aren't you going to murder these youths? And Boba Fett sort of shuts him down. Yeah, with good cause. And we finally come to the realization once Boba Fett throws down verbally and says, yeah, I'm giving them a job. And guess what? You're going to lower your prices. You're slashing these prices. And not just for like a President's Day sale, but <laughs> for all time.
thing, uh, a palace gang together, basically. Yeah. Which is great because when he's taking his little bath skin care restoration situation, he is attacked by the big Wookiee. The yeah. The Wookiee. Cranstan? Chrysanstan? Chrysanstan. Chrysan... Yes. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum, the Chewbacca Wookiee, is rolling up and... And um, throwing Boba Fett all over the throne room. Yeah. Like, if you are going to incapacitate yourself by sitting in this tube, why would you put it in your throne room? Why wouldn't you put it someplace, I, I don't know, I think secure? That, I thought that was his bedroom with the nice curtains and everything. But again, why isn't there a lock on the door? Or why don't you have one of your pig guards? The yes. Gamorrean guards should be guarding the space pigs weren't even the first ones there. It was the youths, which, like, I'm sure the show has to be like, look at these youths. They are so useful. They're the first ones on the scene. Yeah. And there's, like, they like the jets and the sharks. They're, like, trying to harry the Wookiee, who is already harry. Har, har, har. I'm so punny. Mm-hmm. Um... There's, like, a chain. There's, like, a stabby-stab. They're... They all have, like, their weapon specialties. Yes. Which are all different. So I can see this leading very easily into a tie-in video game and action figure line. Oh, I'm sure it'll show up in the next LEGO video game. Yeah. Also, because they come color-coded on their super fancy, but also kind of slow hover bikes. Yeah, the hover bikes are puttering along they uh, it's parade speed yes we'll get to that shortly but we're in this fight scene there are the U's. there are the space pigs and i think eventually fennec shan shows up but really it's the U's and the pigs trying to take out the wookiee yes and the wookiee eventually like tries to sort of make a run for it and the youth surround the Wookiee over this pit that we learned last episode is empty. But at least they did their job. They held him there, or, like, kept him yeah. there. So that when the trap door is activated, the Wookiee falls through. And he is real angry. He's pissed. Yeah. And that's where Chrysanthemum stays. Yes. Overnight. He gets a nice overnight stay. Even though he's been stabbed a few times, he seems like he's totally fine. Yeah. And it's... We do get an amusing shot of looking up at everyone looking into the hole. Hmm. And then seeing him so cranky. Very cranky. We see Jabba's cousins make an appearance again. Yeah. I did not know that, that their planet was called Hutta. Yeah, yeah. So when they're the huts, like, that's the species. Mm-hmm. Like, Daryl the human. Yes. Nick and Nora the bun-buns. Yes. And uh, they give some very non-answers. So... Yeah. They are. They come up and... In their basically litter. Tell, they're in their litter and tell Boba, yo, this planet isn't worth it. We're just going back to our planet. This planet sucks basically and Boba is like cool so you're giving up your claim and they're like oh well we're going home 
So, you know, we're going Not an home. answer. Yeah. They give uh, Boba a new rancor. And apparently it's a baby rancor, even yeah. though it's hulking. Yeah. But it's a sad boy. Yeah. And in return, Boba frees Chrysanthemum the Wookiee. And the Huts don't even take Chrysanthemum back again. No. He just runs off into the desert. Yeah. So I don't know if that's some sort of like... I think he's going to come back. I'm going to give you an olive branch so that you can redeem yourself. Mm. And he'll come back at some point and help them. Boba. I think he will. This is obviously setting up. If you don't close a character out, the character's going to come back in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I don't know why I said the Boba. It's like (laughs) the bubble tea. (laughs) Um... So this is when he finds out that the mayor is trying to do shady shit. Yeah. The huts are leaving because the mayor promised this section of Tatooine to someone else. And so the huts were like, yeah, we're not going to get involved in a turf war against these other people. Mm. That's why we're just going to go. Yep. And leave our claim intact for a later date because we're not going to say yes or no to the question of will you renounce if you leave. Right. And Boba takes his gang into town. We need to go see the mayor. And this is where we sort of see that the hover bikes are super slow and color-coded. In the gang, we have young Linda Ronstead, Harry Potter... Cyborg from DC Comics and the other one. Yes. Yeah, it's bizarre. They go to the mayor's office. The the dude with the two tendrils. The the major domo the major sort of domo. thing. Yes. And we had already saying... heard from Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand already tried calling them up and said, "Oh, the mayor's booked for at least twenty days." Yeah. So they get there, and the major Dumbo's like, oh, we're not accepting walk-ins. Who do you think we are? You? Mm. And they're like, oh, I will shoot you if you don't show us in. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, let, give goes me a in, second. <laughs> locks the door, tries to run away. Yeah, he goes out the back door to his own cruiser, which is the equivalent to, like... A Lincoln in, Town car. Yes, so he's in the Lincoln Town car trying to get away through the streets, and... Our swoop gang jumps on there really slow. It is the slowest high-speed chase (laughs) in Star Wars history. It... Like, are we missing something? Like, it just did not seem fast. Someone should have just been jogging, and it could have caught up with him. Yeah. I mean, granted, they are very fancy hover bikes. They look like Daleks, and they're color-coded. Yeah, they're color-coded. They have a lot of chrome... And, like, eight rear-view mirrors. Yeah. Like, Young Linda Ronstead needs to make sure that she's always looking good, though. So oh. that's why there are so mir- so many mirrors on hers. Although, as we heard from uh, Queen of the Universe, your hair looks like a sad Joan Jet. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's sort of accurate. But it's odd. And you said someone compared them to the Power Rangers, and I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Ronstadt is blue. 
mm-hmm. Cyborg is red. Um, Harry Potter and his little, like, vest and tie is on yellow, and the other one is on green. Yeah. And even the young, this other Harry Potter is not that good at it. No. So they're doing this chase. They get run the up city. on buildings. Yeah, that, that part was a thing. Um, do a 90 degree angle, turn right at the wall for a little bit, and then go Come flat. back down gently. It. Maybe that's what the bottom layers mm-hmm. are. Who knows? Yeah. Lots of inertial dampeners. But you get all the, the quintessential chase scenes. You get a lot of fruit stands being knocked over. Mm-hmm. You get some barrels coming undone. There are several droids and even like a little rickshaw cart mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, with some bith on it that are usually playing instruments in the Star Wars universe. We can only that's assume they looked familiar. We can only assume that all bith are musicians and that's it. I mean I couldn't place them because there wasn't a saxophone in its hand. Oh yeah. So they weren't wailing jizz. Oh. Oh that's a thing that just happened. <laughs> So, yeah, this chase, it goes on, Harry Potter biffs it, Yeah. and eventually, in like, true low-speed, high-speed chase style, um, the big old Cadillac with the Major Domo runs into a fruit stand. He's covered in little squashes, yeah. little kumquats. And uh, Harry Potter should have just done some Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, to pick himself back yep. up again. So Linda Rodstadt's there, and like immediately Boba Fett descends from the heavens via his rocket pack. Yeah. And it's just like, dude. You could have caught up and just like beamed him in the head with a rock. Is, this is the second time that like he did something, I guess, maybe it's the first, but it's just sort of in the same vein as... Fennec Shand. As him blowing up one of the assassins and then telling Fennec Shand to get one alive, like... Mm. You could have made this easy on yourself. You could have just captured the one instead of killing it. Yeah. And in this case, you could have just ridden your rocket pack down on top of this big old Cadillac hover car. Yeah. That was not going very fast through the city. Yeah. And the flashback, we saw him come back to his camp and the all of his Tusken Raider family are dead and some Banthas. And the Bantha was super sad. Yeah. It was very, like, for episode four of the movies, where Luke goes back to his farm, burning in ashes, and very sad. So, the marks on the tent match up to the gang in the first episode that held up the moisture farmers. Yes, broke their fountain, and then yes. the group, I'm guessing the group that Boba Fett beat up to steal the hover bikes to deal with the train in the second episode. Yeah. So this was retaliation. It gives a little more color to what Boba Fett is doing. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if the they had just left it it would have been an open question of like why would he leave his tuscan friends Mm -hmm. so this is like he has to move on he has to do something else true which is fine um this is something that i was really hoping for in this episode they greatly reduced the flashback 
And I feel they brought it to a conclusion with oh. this one. Yeah. I mean, we're still probably going to get more. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, and the people, after the high-speed chase to get back to present day, they find out that the mayor has been off-world negotiating with these new people. Yeah. And they come out, and it's the same people that were doing the train shenanigans. The same species. The pike. Yes, the pike, because they're fish people. Yeah. That, I didn't make that connection until just now. Yeah. I kept thinking pike like Game of Thrones. Oh. Um, but also the fish. And yes. those fishies need their water. Yeah, so the mayor is getting together with these pike people. Yeah. he. I think he's throwing his hand in with the pikes to take over. Mm-hmm. This whole port city crime syndicate. Yeah. So, what I mean, and it makes a smart move more of the huts to retreat. Yeah. And also gift the Rancor to Boba Fett. Because if they feel like Boba Fett would stay regardless, they want to make sure that he can at least bloody the Pike's nose. Mm-hmm. And make them work for it so that the huts can return after... Boba Fett and the Pikes have been worn down so far. I just swoop in. Mm-hmm. The Rancor itself imprints on Boba Fett. Yeah. D- Danny Trejo is like the imprint on the first human they see, and he was a human, and I thought that he had already gotten it to imprint yeah. on, on him. Or that was the plan since he was going to train it, it would imprint on the trainer and not the owner. Yeah. So but yeah. Danny Trejo seems like a very nice person. Yeah. He feels for the Rancor, even though it's like super bound and everything. Yeah. And Boba Fett's like, I want to ride him. And he's like, it's going to take a lot of time and discipline. And Boba Fett's like, let's do it. So. Well, we know what we're getting in two episodes or so. Yeah, Boba Fett won't even need a litter. He'll have a l- rancor to parade around the city. Yeah. To announce his arrival. Yeah. So the big uh, ending point is that the mayor is bringing in this other crime syndicate to run things. Yes, Cyborg with the droid part mm-hmm. of, over his eye is on watch duty. And guess what? He uses a payphone. He does. It's very, like, 1930s... Uh, we need to... Film noir. Yeah. I need to call the office. Yeah. And phone my report in. From whatever is, ne- is available, which apparently is a Star Wars payphone. Yes. So fun. Yeah. And I think that's basically the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt a lot better about this one. And I was listening to another podcast that I really love, Star Wars Minute. Um, they're also watching Book of Boba Fett, and they made a really pertinent point that, and I think I alluded to this, but they put it into words so much better than I did, that this series is taking Boba Fett, which, as I mentioned in the first episode of this season, they it was this character that was built up so much in the expanded universe and it was everyone's favorite 
And a lot of that was due to us being able to fill in all the blanks and see how badass this character is. And with each episode of this series, they're making Boba Fett less special oh. by over-explaining. Like, it is... Oh, like the mystery is gone. Yes. You don't need to... Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah, and I feel it would have been different if this character had sort of remained as he was even in The Mandalorian, and they incorporated a few flashbacks in that series of Boba Fett emerging from the ground. That's how he escaped, and then he worked his way up, got some weapons, got off-world again, and then he's back to what he's been doing. Interesting. Yeah. So I really do think that that argument has merit. That you have to leave a little mystery there. Yeah, and this is a, probably one of the most beloved characters in the Star Wars universe, just because there's so much mystery. It's a bounty hunter, so is he good? Is he bad? And yeah. now we're seeing him as like an ineffective administrator, and even in that the thing that you made me watch because I had so many questions about who is he, what's going on, why do we care about him. They were like, yeah, he's been famous from the very beginning. Everyone's loved him from the very beginning. And now, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the I The curtain hope, has been pulled back. Yeah, I hope they don't ruin the character too much with this series. And I hope, because I think Obi-Wan is a limited series. It is not branded as an ongoing. And I'm not sure what they have categorized this as i hope this is a limited series as well i hope this is a snapshot of how boba fett like it fills in the blanks from point a to point b and then uh, we're done like at the end of this we see him set up he's a benevolent ruler or something and then we don't see him again unless it's a really special appearance in something else yeah like trying to make him a good guy, like, by today's moral standards, seems to be a shift from what everyone in that universe is expecting him to be. That's why Fennec Shard... Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand keeps second-guessing him on all these things of, like, no, you have to be harder. You have to kill this person. You need to send a message. Like, send them this other dude's head on a platter if you need to yeah like those are the kind of vibes i'm getting from her of what everyone expects from boba fett and he's not delivering on that he's like hey use i'll give you a job yeah so. and and it's like a biker gang which you think he wouldn't like biker gangs because of what they did to the tuscan raider like there's a lot going on i know that they're going to resolve it i just want them to do it in a tidy manner, and then leave him alone. Leave his legacy of being total awesome badass. Yeah, it. this is really taking the character in a direction I don't think we needed. Oh, interesting. It would have been more interesting to do this with a different character, I feel. Or a new character, or maybe just keep on with the Mandalorian. So there was a tweet that I saw to bring it back to Wheel of Time, sort of, where this person is dragging these bros for being like, we don't need all these women plot lines, basically. Like, they didn't want 
more gas. They didn't want Suwan and Moraine's relationship. Like, they didn't want the tower politicking. And, like, the they were being dragged rightfully so for, like, all the misogyny vibes that were coming off of those tweets and, mm-hmm. like, justifying how awesome those um, plots are. But the politicking part of it is super interesting. Like, I mean, I don't necessarily like all those Senate scenes that we got in the prequel movies, Mm -hmm. but I like the puzzle of trying to figure out, you have this city, you have these districts run by three different groups. How can you, as Boba Fett, control them all and work within that system to, like, either grease their hands or pound them into submission? Yeah. Like, how are you getting... How are you politicking your area together? Mm-hmm. What role does Jennifer Beale and her cantina yeah. have in all of this? That is a question I want an answer for. Because um, also, it's Jennifer Beale. Yeah. She needs more than just, like, a few sentences every other episode. She does. Um, and they bring in a lot of really good guests, um that show up in minor roles with these series, which is a lot of fun, but they definitely need to expand upon her and yeah, what role she's playing, how she fits in between all of them, because I feel that she's living in that gray area. So yeah. Is she possibly a replacement that Boba Fett can place in charge of one of those three areas? Yeah. Or is she in neutral ground and then, like, she unwillingly gets dragged into all the politicking Mm -hmm. of what's happening there? I don't know. That's kind of cool. I want to find out about all that part. Yeah. So I'm on the... I'm not on those bros' side where they're like, we just want action, we just want bros. Yeah. I want the politicking. I want the in-depth, how is this all going to work out? And which, via what choices does Boba Fett make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the next episode comes out in just a couple days from yeah. now. So I guess we'll see. I still have no idea how many episodes are in this season. I should really look up Wikipedia at this point or something. Oh, it'll be a mystery. It'll be fun. Yes, or I'll look it up right after we're done recording. But <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see where this goes and... Uh, keep tuned here and let us know. Chime in on our Instagram at Two Rivers Two Takes what you think about this episode and this season. I'm really interested to hear other takes because I'm a salty bastard who's been around the Star Wars universe for decades and I definitely am sympathizing with other people who have known the properties forever and have some clear thoughts on how we think this is treating Boba Fett. And his sacred legacy of being just this mysterious badass. Or if you're new to it like me, and you're like, what is happening with this character? I don't know. You and I can commiserate on it. Yeah. All right. So we will be back next week with a brand new episode telling you our thoughts and our feelings. And until then, stay safe, stay warm, and we'll see you later. Take care.